Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. Today's episode is super timely now that the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial has come to a close and we can all take a minute to reflect on what the fuck just (laughs) happened and how wild the coverage of this trial was because this has been a fucking weird phenomenon playing out in front of us. It's been pretty alarming. It was insane. It is alarming. You are correct. And that's why we're chatting all about ethical media consumption today with the lovely Sadaf and Sarah from Frequency Podcast Network's The Reheat. So on their show, Sadaf Hassan and Sarah Sahagian chat all things celebrity gossip and scandals, but with an educational twist. They re-examine the biggest pop culture stories of the past. So it's like, what would happen if a gender studies class and your favorite gossip blog had a baby? And today they're helping us sift through the insane news social media coverage of the Johnny and Amber trial, the ethical way to follow big media stories, and where to find the best sources for trending news and culture. Because we have talked about previously how to navigate the news with accuracy, but also the way that we consume media and pop culture matters too. And we need to definitely talk about that because this past few months has been a lesson in people not taking responsibility totally and we're learning that there is a way to do it responsibly so that we aren't all bystanders in publicly dragging down celebrities or spreading misinformation on tiktok for example there were so many fake videos edited from that trial it was alarming it was bad i fully thought that jason momoa testified and was hitting on camille <laughs> because there was videos of that and it was, but i was like no i know that i know that this isn't real but maybe, but maybe it, is. it is and like i had but i fact checked it like right think about how many people yeah. didn't yeah. like i fully went into and google did this actually happen and fuck no it right. didn't so many of the clips that came out of it were just absolutely fake or they were like edited together incorrectly to show like johnny laughing at something that someone did when like that's not what happened you guys are all using the exact same clip of him laughing people can edit really well these days like they can make it look like it's really real i i went down the rabbit hole on a naomi campbell and kim kardashian fake video that was like naomi calling out kim for like stealing her looks but it was like totally not true and i got so far really? deep into it yeah it looked so real that's it's wild. so fucked so- yeah, these deep fakes have been a scary part of the internet for a while now, and you can ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, it can absolutely fucking ruin people's lives, their careers, like everything. And most people are just like passively scrolling by, being like, oh, that happened, and not taking the time to understand like what's real and what's yeah. not. It's. It's alarming. And if we're only ever consuming stories on social media, like, how do you, how do you fact check? It's just someone's posting shit that they made. So. It's just really easy to lose the plot and what's actually real. And also the fact that these people are mm-hmm. real. Like just because they're celebrities, just because Kim Kardashian is Kim Kardashian doesn't mean we should be like making light of the fact that she was being stalked and harassed by her ex. Totally. And I think people are really, really quick to share without doing the fact checking. And that's what's the most alarming because mm-hmm. it spreads so quickly nowadays. Misinformation. Oh, yeah wildfire but these big media stories do give us an opportunity to examine the issues that are going on in our world and we do have a part to play in what we spread and consume absolutely so let's get into it i want to kick it off with this 
big topic that a lot of people have been following these huge media stories like Kim and Kanye and Kanye's behavior towards Kim. There was the Will Smith slap and of course there's the Johnny and Amber trial and everyone is just consuming it it seems like for for passive entertainment. It's being memed, it's been consumed as if it's a reality TV show that's just put up on Netflix for us all to to laugh at and it's it's a little disturbing. And so I want to ask you guys whether you think we should be taking a more conscious role in how we consume these stories and be framing them a bit more as social issues rather than just as entertainment. Well, I think what's interesting is that celebrities, I mean, you know, they're beautiful, they're rich, they have all these things that we don't have, but they're still people and they still go through a lot of the bullshit that we go through. And I think one thing that people tend to forget is if they're going through something that's structural and systemic, we are probably going through it too. So that includes systems of abuse, that includes patriarchy, that includes all the things you just described. It includes things like pay parity, which we saw a couple of years ago with the Time's Up campaign. That reflects right back into office spaces here with us normal people. So we don't like to admit it, but they represent a lot of the things that we're going through too. And so I think, yeah, we do have to be a little bit more conscious about how we take all these stories in. I think because these are celebrities and because they might be actors or whoever, it can sometimes feel like we're just watching a movie play mm-hmm. out in front of us or very literally with the Kardashians, a reality show. Um, but then, you know, we just have to pinch ourselves for a second and remember that these people are very real. They're going through shit, too. And we might be able to relate yep. to it. How crazy is that? And I think that's actually a really great beauty about having pop culture figures. And we see it when they also stand up for things. They kind of stand up for us, yeah. too. We see that a lot. Absolutely. I completely agree with what you said. I think that we do need to have some empathy where celebrities are concerned. Like, listen, it's fun to laugh at celebrities for, you know, being super rich and silly and doing weird things with their millions and millions of dollars. Like, I I love doing that. I mean, back when Kanye West used to tweet about his goldfish tank, I was there for it. (laughs) But... When celebrities are in danger and when these things happen that cross a line and aren't funny anymore, we need to have empathy because when you sign up to be famous, that doesn't mean you sign up to suffer and have people laugh at it. Like, we do still have to remember that these are real people who have, in many cases, kids, but, you know, they have families and friends and neighbors and careers and feelings (laughs) themselves. And if a tragedy happens to them um, or just simply a difficult situation happens, to them we do need to have a little bit of empathy you can make fun of a bad haircut or a weird outfit but like you can't make fun of you know emotional abuse like what Kanye is putting Kim through I totally agree and especially with everything that's been going on with like the Johnny and Amber trial and all the social media edits and the clips that are going on like what role do you think we have as consumers of media in fact checking the media that we are consuming like how, how do we even start fact checking Well, I mean, I think the big thing is right now in 2022, with all the social media that we have, we're also not just media consumers anymore. We're content creators. Mm -hmm, And that means we have a twofold responsibility, right? And so you have to be able to understand why something is being presented to you the way that it is. Who is the person who's presenting it to you? And who is their target audience? There's so many things to consider. And 
I think Sarah and I talk about this a lot, that you always want to fact check everything and you want to go back to official sources. Journalists can be trusted. I know there's <laughs> been a thing going around that maybe they can't, but they absolutely can. We have to remember that we are a part of this social media. It's not passive. So even if you like something, if you retweet it, if you do a cute little reply, mm-hmm. you're still taking part in it. You're engaging. You are a part of this beast. And so evaluating what your role is and understanding what you're contributing and how you are is so crucial and also pretty great because you can know what your power is too, right? And Mm -hmm. that means that you can be really influential in really great ways. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to first see breaking news on social media. I have seen so much news break on Twitter, but then go check, you know, a real newspaper or or a news (laughs) website, like go to the CBC or the Guardian or Vox or, you know, any number of places. Like just try to make sure that this isn't a Twitter or an Instagram hoax, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it takes a, a little bit of due diligence, but listen, it's, it's worth it to feel informed when you get taken in by a hoax and you find out later when you're going for drinks with your friends and you mention something that happened to a celebrity you like and you find out that it was untrue, you will feel like a fool. So put in a little <laughs> bit of extra effort and, and see if the story checks out when you go and check the Globe and Mail or something. And we have this great opportunity now, given that we are all podcasters sitting here to like be consuming more nuanced content in, that's long form and that's audio. And so mm-hmm. as much as I agree, I, I consume all of my breaking news just on social media. But I also understand like I don't often go and read entire articles and a lot of people don't anymore. But what what you can do then is go and listen to like a daily news response mm-hmm. on a podcast yeah. that, that does yeah. daily news, whether it's Vox or the New York Times or the big story or whatever it is. So there's a huge takeaway in that however you prefer to consume, whether it's more passive, whether it's audio, whether it's mm-hmm. video, whether it's written, there's something out there for you. Yeah, I think, listen, the way that I started was I started very small. So I just downloaded the CTV News app. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to ever look at this. But then I would get alerts and I would get really interested and I would click through and I would start reading it. And then, you know, you find the news sources that work for you. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be something that feels stuffy like the CBC. It can be like we were saying Vox. It can be The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It can be Vulture. It can be Vanity Fair. It can be so many different places. Mm-hmm. And also find writers that you like, yeah. find journalists that yeah. you trust, follow them on Twitter, follow their social media media presence. There are so many different ways to get into it. And the best thing is to develop a trust with the outlet that you go to. And I do want to add one of my favorite sources for media literacy is also Canada's Media Smarts. That's a really good place to go. And the Center for Media Literacy. There's so much there. It's not as hard as it seems. Just give it a quick read. Absolutely. And and if you're interested in popular culture, there are definitely websites and podcasts that specifically deal with these things, right? Not necessarily the hard news headlines. So if you are interested in, you know, the royal family and what the hell is going on there. Sarah loves the royal family, she knows. Yeah, you you can listen to Tina Brown's new audio book. It's also a book book, but the (laughs) Palace Papers. I mean, there's Who Weekly, if you like celebrity culture, as well as, you know, Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR, and The Ringer has some great podcasts about popular culture so this isn't just something where we get our hard news and we have to fact check like if you are a lover of popular culture you should probably fact check too because the truth is these are real people's lives so if you believe a rumor and then you tweet something scathing about Mm -hmm. insert malign celebrity here um, but it turns out that it's untrue um, you might feel bad about it or at least you should feel bad about it yeah you should (laughs) 
I also want to talk about how we like memify these complicated and scandalous moments of celebrities. And a lot of times we're taking like really personal and difficult moments of their lives and turning them into these like huge trending memes, whether it's like a Britney Spears breakdown Mm -hmm. or, you know, Amber Heard's reaction as someone who's struggling in a lot of ways and being turned into this like moment that I'm really uncomfortable with it, but I want to hear what you guys think and if you think it's harmful or or what do you think is going on in terms of how we dehumanize these people when we when we memify them. I think dehumanize is the right word. It starts to feel like a little bit of a puppet show, right? Like it becomes theater for us. And I think what's the saddest thing about it is in all of these situations, there's a really serious issue at the root of it. So what we end up mocking is abuse or mental health. And those things are not a joke. And people sitting at home who can relate to those things end up feeling like, they are the joke and they can't speak Mm -hmm. up and they don't have a space. And what was so beautiful, I think, for a long time is a lot of these social media spaces felt like a space for community and for safety. And I think that's not been quite the case in the last in the past year or so. I would love to see it go back to that. But I think also, again, so much of it is rooted in misogyny. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I think that so much of these memes is rooted in misogyny, racism, like a whole bunch of different prejudices and forces that are all part of the kind of white supremacist capitalist patriarchy that we that we live in like sometimes they are used to take down truly powerful people because i do think Mm -hmm. that like memes can work as satire they can function that way and do i think that like you know if the president lies you should have an unflattering meme of him as satire and and that's a way to take elites down a peg like yeah i mean since the roman era i mean since before that people have satirized the elites and mocked them right so like it's always going to happen but be careful about what you turn into a meme right like sometimes we take things that are, are People are in genuine pain and it Mm -hmm. doesn't even really concern us. It's not like making it a meme is going to help hold that person accountable or or make society more just. And we're just laughing at people's misfortunes. So ask yourself, what's your motivation if you're making a meme or sharing a meme? Does this person deserve your empathy? Like if it's Donald Trump, share away. No, he doesn't deserve your empathy. (laughs) But a lot of people do deserve your empathy. So I, I think as a society, we need to just think before we share a little bit more and I'm guilty of this like I don't want to preach and you know act like I'm holier than thou like I've shared things before without thinking about it but I always find that I'm prouder of my social media presence when I do it more purposefully and so that's Mm -hmm. something I'm trying to do more often and it's a feeling I recommend like honestly feeling proud about your behavior on Twitter like Mm -hmm. that feels pretty good yes I'm with you Sarah and I love what you said about Like, am I going to be proud about sharing this moment later on in life? I think that's a great question to ask yourself if you find yourself a little trigger happy on Instagram and Mm -hmm. you just want to share the next Mm -hmm. thing that you see to your stories. So just think back to Sarah right there. And also, like, maybe go back and delete, like, all your tweets pre-20-whatever. You can delete social media posts. Yeah, you can go do that. That's that's something I discovered recently. I was like, oh, I don't have to keep it here forever. I mean, I knew that on a literal level, but, like, I guess yeah. I didn't realize that I should do Sarah, it. Sarah, there are whole websites that will do it for you. And you just tell what? them the years and they'll take it out. <laughs> just gone. So we, we touched on this a little bit, but do you have any tips for how we can consume pop culture more ethically? 
And you you mentioned some of your favorite sources, but where do you get your sources for your show? A lot of different places. So um, newspaper.com is a big one if you want newspaper archives to see what the headlines were and how people covered whatever story you're doing at the time. Old People Magazine articles, Old Vanity Fair um, is another good one. I have a big one for both of us, Sarah, the library. That's true (laughs) books. But I think for us, we look at every different avenue. Mm -hmm. So it's not just websites and tabloids right so we will also go over old podcasts we'll go over all those old archives and we'll go through whatever book or memoir or anything we can find and also even looking at the bad shit you know Mm -hmm. and then looking at that critically and forming Mm -hmm. our own opinion from there there's so much there's a wealth of info right it's just figuring out what actually is useful and what actually has truth to it one thing that's really valuable is to talk to other people who maybe don't always share your opinion so Mm -hmm. if you're always going back to your same friend group you probably Mm -hmm. all agree mostly like on a few things and Sarah and I don't agree on everything and I think that's one of the beauties yeah, of our absolutely. show is that we will often go from different sides and I learn something new and I think you learn something new for me too you know a lot of the time I will put a question up on social media and I will just ask people what their perspective on or questions they might have about it things that I wouldn't have even thought of so mm-hmm. That's the key thing. That's a good just idea. do not be thinking in a vacuum. Yeah. It's getting easier and easier to do that, right? To just live in an echo chamber. So mm-hmm. try to challenge yourself. Like if you are a serious fan of Celebrity X and you don't want to hear about bad things that they did, try to talk to somebody who doesn't like them and hear their perspective and it might mm-hmm. change your own, right? Like I think that that's a valuable thing to do to challenge our own biases with with that kind of intention and a lot of that comes down to like throwing out your ego instead of feeling bad about someone having a different opinion it's a great thing to be able to have someone change your mind you are opening up your perspective you're learning something new you're allowing your own brain and neural pathways to be like flexible to new opinions and ideas there's always new information you can always have a different thought and a different opinion don't be afraid to change your mind if different information is presented We would love to hear where everyone can follow you, listen to you, consume all the great things that you put out there. You guys have such a great show and we really appreciate your time and talking to you. Well, thank you guys. I mean, we were so happy to be on here. I think I could say that for me and Sarah. Absolutely. And you can listen to the Reheat on Frequency. And then you can also find me on Twitter at underscore Sadaf Thank you so much for having us here. You have such a great show and it, it helps so many people educate themselves and live their best lives. So it's been an absolute pleasure. And you can find me at Sarah Sahagian on Twitter. We hope that this episode helps you re-examine the way you consume your media and help you decipher fact from fiction a little easier. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.